challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. All right, all right. You guys tuned in. The perfect, perfect night. I, I well, I, let me just. All right, let me just say this. This is this is a dis- disclaimer. This is a disclaimer. Okay. I have a full belly. The reason I have a full belly is because folks up in here know how to eat. So if you'd have come at five, we'd have fed you. And um, turkey meatballs, homemade sauce, tur- homemade turkey meatballs. Um, there's there's some kind of sauerkraut, and what is that? <laughs> sauerkraut and pork. Uh, it's crazy. It's crazy. I walk by and I can mm. smell it. And uh, I can smell it down here. Yeah, <clears throat> I can have I can have some of the sauerkraut, but uh, so then there's rolls. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is there any left? For real? Right over there. I ate it. So. <laughs> Banana pudding. And I'm guarding mine. Yeah, yeah, I, I would. Don't, I would. Don't so even try. the voice you hear in the background is um, Ray Siemens of Troubadour <laughs> Ministries. And, and so we are, uh, we're really, really fortunate to have you here today. It's uh, Sundays with Dr. Sean. Um, it's a cool thing how things work out because I have actually heard you play several times, play and sing several times. And I was blown away. I was, I was really, really blown away. I was giving a speech uh, someplace and you were uh, singing and playing your guitar. And I almost said, hey, you can have my time. <laughs> the dude wants to sing and play like that, he's welcome. So we're here with a live audience here, great food, uh, everything. Yes, somebody in chat, my buddy uh, Craig has inquired as to how the roast is. Hope the roast is lish, yes. It is very good. I can smell from here. Oh, my goodness. So welcome to our folks in chat. Hey, um, and we've got Larry joining us for the first time, I think. I've, I've not seen you on here before, so we're glad to have you. We've got a guest, and then we've got Alaska tapped in. So we're, we're very, very glad to see you. So, Ray, Troubadour Ministries. Now, what in the world is Troubadour? What does that mean? Troubadour is a singer of songs. Um. <clears throat> Back in the 11th century, they used to travel around from town to town and go into the public square, and they would read poems, sing songs, and tell stories about love. Okay. So Troubadour Ministry, I'm a singer of songs, and I've got some good news to tell people. I got you. Three words. Jesus is Lord. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Amen. That's awesome. So how did they get from town to town way back then? They walked, horseback, donkey. So that's what the horse out front is. Uh Uh-huh. I got you. I got yeah. you. You might want to upgrade to a car. Um, you get places quicker. But then again, you're riding with a friend. That's right. You know. Um, so, so Troubadour Ministries. So you came up with that. What led to that? What I mean, there's a million things you could call what you do. How in the world did you come up with? Well, the ministry that God called me to always begins with prayer and worship. Now hold up, hold up. You just said something that maybe are not as church folks. Uh, Maybe they'll trip on that a little bit. Um, what did you say about God? What? He did what? Called. He called you yes. on the phone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 800 number. Okay. Yeah. Text message? <laughs> Something like that? No. <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, God called you. What does that mean for, for our folks that, because we have a lot of listeners that listen to this. Listen, let me just tell you this. There is a group of ladies, a book club in Europe that listens every Sunday night. They are an atheist. Hey, ladies. Atheist, they're they're all atheists. But they every now and then some of, I won't dime you all out. Every now and then some of them will send me messages saying you're working on me. 
huh. you're working on me. I'm starting to see this light that you're talking about. It's going from a little L to a capital L. And so what we do is we try to kind of put things, uh, if you'd never darken the door of a church, and you, I know you deal with people like this all the time in your ministry, God called you. What, did, what was that? What happened? Well, it's a, it's a burning desire. And God gives us our desires. I, I believe that to be true. And the desire that he gave me was to begin this ministry. Hmm. It's something that, that, that burns in my heart that I wake up thinking about. I go to sleep thinking about it. And I think about it all day long. How can I do this better? How can I do this more? How can I get people involved? Um, so that's what I call a calling. How do you do that? How do I do what? How do you do, how do you do that whole getting more people involved? Like, how do you do what you do? How do you is this your job? You somebody play and play and somebody sing. sends you a check. Oh, um, not enough people. Not enough check? people send a check. <laughs> <laughs> I go to different churches almost every week and gotcha. lead worship. Nice. Uh, and we tell people about the ministry. We have people who uh, see us on Facebook or or on our email list. What's, and see what's your what Facebook? What do they look for? Troubadour Ministry. Do you have Twitter? No, ah, no, I don't. That's one of my biggest but mistakes. Some of those in, in our ministry have Twitter and she, Mary Beth over here helps us out with that. Awesome. She's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking of Mary Beth, not to dime you out, <laughs> but Mary Beth uh, introduced me to, to, okay, here's the big announcement, by the way. The show is tomorrow. Collision of Faith and Politics is tomorrow. Tune in at 5 p.m. Your socks are going to be blown off. Guys, he's tripping me out so far. Now, is he a rabbi too, or is he just a, a Jewish? Officially, he's a, a Torah teacher, yes. He's a Torah teacher, uh, but he was the mayor of Shiloh, Israel. Born in Brooklyn, mayor of Shiloh, David Rubin. Look the guy up. I mean, holy crap, he's all over the place. David Rubin. David Rubin's going to oh, be yeah. on the show tomorrow. Wow. And so I'm real excited about it, and I have Mary Beth to thank because she was – you know, it's good that she's involved in your ministry because tell me about she it. stays on. <laughs> Praise the Ninja Lord. Pastor can't take no naps because Mary Beth is uh -huh. on the case. Uh -huh. So uh, that was awesome to get introduced to him. And so he's going to be on tomorrow. Uh, so the show tomorrow, Collision of Faith and Politics, is on at 5 p.m. I'll be sending out short links and all that stuff. If you don't subscribe to our website, you don't get these notifications. So what you have to do is go to the Ninja Pastor. Uh, dot com or drshawngreener.com. There'll be a post probably uh, at some point tonight that will appear. <clears throat> and when it does, there'll be a short link. And that short link will drive you right to where you need to go. So you go to the website, pick up the short link, save it. You can go uh, while you're there on the ninjapastor.com, put your name in and your email in. You can make up a name. I don't care. Make up a name. Put, then that way you get notifications. I send out things. You get the notifications. It's awesome. It's fun. And it's free. And I won't send. I'm not trying to sell car parts or anything like that. I don't have any car parts to sell. But if Darren was here, he would have car parts. <laughs> and he would sell them. Um, so there's that. So you can definitely get picked up on that and know what's going on. That's very, very important. So the ninjapastor.com. Also at the Ninja Pastor. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the Ninja Pastor and Facebook and all that. So, so you go from church to church. That sounds kind of old fashioned and it's scary. How do you do something like that when you don't have like uh, I don't know paycheck, uh, a steady paycheck? How do you how do you manage that? We run on faith. What? What? We run on faith. faith. What's that mean? And and we also have a, a wonderful group of people that support us yeah. and, and that uh, encourage what we're doing and get involved. It's getting, it's, it's growing. That's awesome. The ministry's growing. The awareness of what's going on with our military um, right now is uh, really starting to touch people's hearts. And yeah. they're also seeing the importance of, you know what, stop waiting on the government to do it. Let's step up and do it. Yeah. I've had a few things to say about that over the years. Um, <laughs> military veteran. We have active duty military. We have uh, other, other veterans here. You're a veteran. What are you a veteran? Of? Coast Guard. Well, that's cool. It's all right. Hey, no, no, the Coast Guard is cool. Listen, really and truly, most people don't know what the Coast Guard does, oh but gosh. we we would be in real trouble without the Coast Absolutely. Guard. That's a fact. Yeah. Amen. So I'm a Navy guy, but uh, but hey, Coast Guard is awesome. Yeah. Loved it, loved yeah. it. I, I miss I miss the camaraderie of military. Yeah. It was it was amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Well, that camaraderie 
stays alive after they come home. And uh, these guys that, that we deal with are, are the ones who come home and they, and they deal with, uh, you know, common problems, a little uh, bit broken. challenges. They're, well, they're broken They're They've got wounds you can't see. Mm. And they, um, they need people to actually listen to them. Well, hang on a second. Hang on. Hang on. <clears throat> doesn't the government take care of that? If you're a veteran, I mean, doesn't the government help out and, and whatever need you have, they help? You them? know, on a large part, they do. They do a lot. Some. But, yeah. You, I wouldn't give them large. I give okay. them somewhat. Okay. I'm not going to argue go with large. you on that. I'm, I'm yeah. trying to be nice. Okay? <laughs> Let's <Yeah>. not be <laughs> nice. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing, folks, here in both out in, uh, Radio Land all across the world. Um, the, the thing, the important thing to remember here is, is people make assumptions, right? People make assumptions. You probably made the same assumption. People make assumptions and they think the government is going to come along. They're going to swoop in and, and some guy, uh, who, who has no home and you start talking to the guy and, uh, five, six years ago, he got back from Iraq or, or from Afghanistan. He did three tours of combat, uh, lost a lot of his buddies. Uh, came back, maybe his home was broken because of long deployments. Maybe he never drank before, but now he did drink, and now he does drink, and he drank so much that he can't maintain a normal life. Well, we all think, I don't think that, but a lot of people think, hey, you know what? Government will help him. The government doesn't. No. And the and the, the men, and and we have a few women that have come, come through the ministry, but mostly men, um, you know, you can provide, the government provides housing sometimes. Yeah. But then we've got these shelters that are taking in these homeless veterans. We can feed them, we can clothe them, and we can shelter them, and we can get them their meds, and we can get them to the hospital, and we can do all these things. Yeah. But their deal is different. Their deal is emotional and spiritual. Yeah. And if we're not reaching them emotionally and spiritually, we're not reaching them. I got you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, total sense. Total sense. And that's what we try to do. Mm -hmm. You know, we can, we can move them into an apartment. We do that. We we've just moved two veterans into their own apartment last week and we can furnish them. We furnish their entire, see, they come out of a homeless shelter mm -hmm. and the homeless shelter does their job up to the point where they find them an apartment, but they have nothing of their own. And there's nothing in the apartment. Mm -hmm. So I find out, I find out my friend is sleeping on the floor. Yeah. So, we reach out to our network and we say we need furniture mm -hmm. for two apartments. Well, I got enough furniture for four apartments. Mm -hmm. So we're ready for the next couple guys, you know, mm -hmm. and what we need now is storage area because, mm -hmm. you know, there's hundreds. I think the statistic tells us 200, is it 200 or 300 homeless veterans just in Newcastle County? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, hang on. Hang on one second. Well, folks, if you're not from the state of Delaware, that's where we are tonight. Yeah. Delaware is a, a one area code, 302, uh, three counties, and we are the second smallest state uh, in landmass yeah. and population uh, next to Rhode Island. Here's the problem. Are you talking about in Newcastle County, there are 200? That's that's the statistic that I've been given. Yeah. So, so you've got 200 people there, give or take, that have written a check to the American people that said, hey, up to and including my life, I'm going to fight for freedom wherever you send me, uh, and, and I may pay with my life. And yet those people are without home. I, it, 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 this kills me. Mm -hmm. It kills me. It should. <clears throat> kills me, too. That's why I do what I do. That's why we do what we do. Amen. Because there's a, a whole group of people in here that support what we do. And uh, that's I, amazing. I appreciate each and every one of you. Well, let's go back for a minute because you talk about faith uh, in the church world. Obviously, you know, I'm a theology guy. Um, but in the church world, uh, people say stepping out on faith. Well, I'm just stepping out on faith. I'm living on faith. What does that look in your life? Like, how does, how does that? It's amazing. Well, see, I hear this from people all the time. It, it is amazing. It's amazing. It is amazing, and 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 I'm in that place too. And uh, and it is crazy how it happens. The uh, the secular world or the people without a faith in God, they they don't. It's like you're talking crazy talk, right? Mm -hmm. I, I buddy in the back there on the left. I'm not going to say your name on the radio. Uh, for you, when you changed, when God changed your life. 
and you started telling people, hey, I can't do that anymore. Did people think you were nuts, your friends, your regular friends? Do they think you were nuts? Yes, no? Give me a head wave. Maybe. They still do, right? They, they, yeah, that yeah, never, that you. never stops. That <laughs> <laughs> never stops. Yes, they think, and they, still, they, they now call me the flat earth Jew. Awesome. <laughs> the what? Flat earth Jew. Flat earth Jew. There are worse things to be called. That's correct. <laughs> okay, so so you step out on faith. Um, you step out on faith, and 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 I, it is awesome. It is crazy. I've had things happen to me that make, only only God. It make no sense. It makes no world, sense. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to tell anybody <clears throat> about this because you know I have a brain injury from a car crash. They're gonna think, oh, we need to put him somewhere. <laughs> you know, but it is true. It's absolutely true. It, and and stuff happens, and you you just kind of look up and you. God, you're awesome. How in the world? And but the thing is, he knows. Mm -hmm. He knows our needs before we know our needs. So these guys, a lot of times, and ladies, a lot of times what I hear from people um, is, well, you know, they're, they, they drank themselves into this position, or they did drugs in this position, or they whatever in this position. And a lot of times people, and we're going to hear a song uh, in a second, um, a lot of times people will judge. Well, it's not just homeless veterans, but for whatever reason, veterans seem to be fair game. Mm -hmm. You know, hey, and everybody feels like, uh, I remember when I was a police officer, people would love to say, you know, I pay your salary. And I would flip them a quarter. I'd flip them a quarter and I said, there's your refund. And because uh, it was always somewhere where, you know, they yeah, don't pay right, taxes. Right, they don't, right. you know. But, uh, and so, but those same people will look at a homeless vet. And they'll say, hey, you you, you got yourself here. How do you help them? Because I imagine emotionally, obviously, I have a, a counseling degree and used to have a counseling practice. Emotionally, that's tough. Because if you're a vet, you know what it's like to face really dangerous situations, constant, unrelenting danger. And you survive that, man. And you've got your buddies. I think this is part of it, too. Uh, I had a real close camaraderie in the military, and I thought I would find that. No offense to my police buddies, uh, love you guys, but that's what I was chasing: was that that camaraderie, that that fraternity, that closeness. Mm -hmm. No matter what, it's so hard to replicate. Mm -hmm. So, in a homeless veteran, you know, you've got to go back to what took him there in the first place. Whether it's you know the the symptom that you see is alcohol or drugs or uh, whatever mm -hmm. PTSD, mm -hmm. but the thing is, the thing that plays into this is back when he was with the guys, they were all going through this together. And they're all razor's edge between life and death. And they know no matter what, you go down out in front of me, I'm crawling out of here and I'm getting you. Yeah. I'm not leaving you there. And if I die, I die. You come back to the States and you look around and, and you see, I'm counseling one guy right now, uh, 12 combat tours, Dev wow. DevGru guy, mm. super, you know, mm. super, super, super guy. Um, 12 combat tours, uh, two marriages, all they failed because the dude was never home. He was literally gone 286 days out of every year for 17 years. Couldn't take it anymore. He just couldn't take it anymore. And he and I, I have his permission to discuss this much. Um, and he left the Navy at 17 years and four months. If he could have made it two years, six months, he could have a, a retirement, mm -hmm. medical care, all these things. He couldn't do it. There's no way for him to mm -hmm. do it. And uh, so one of the things we talked about is he said, you know, Doc, I feel empty now. I have such an emptiness now. Before I had the squad, the teams, I had I had our guys. I you know, I I don't have any of that now. And you can't walk around to regular people and try to tell them what it was like because you can't. Saw that in my son. Yeah, you do a song. You do a song. I think mm -hmm. it's uh, Adams. Adams song. My son's name is Adam, so we wrote a song for Adam. And I sat up all night to think of the title and came up with Adam's song. You feel up to playing it live, or do you want me to play it? Um, let me play it live. Okay. Um, you know what 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 you're talking about is when when you when you go out and you do a tour of duty. Now he was Marine, mm -hmm. 
the yeah. initial march into Baghdad. Mm -hmm. So he was in Iraq. Uh, he was a, uh, a sniper, urban warfare. And um, when he came back, he came back with a full head of gray hair. He left a young man. It's changed forever. Are you ready? I might have a little trouble getting through this. Hey, we're with you. Yesterday, we sang for a group of uh, about 25 veterans at a dinner down in Chestertown, Maryland. And by the time they got done speaking and I got up to sing, I was blubbering, <laughs> thinking about my song. So it goes like this. Guess it's been two years now Since my boy came home from war He looks the same on the outside But in his eyes I see more I can see the distance I can almost feel his pain Of a boy who's seen more than any man should He'll never be the same Even in a crowd now I see him stand alone I know he wonders about now A God he used to know And I see confusion Right behind his eyes Because these days he won't even talk to mama Sometimes at night I hear him cry And then I pray You'll keep him from harm Oh, I pray Jesus Take him in your arms I pray, Lord, give him peace To know the love you have to give And then somewhere out there on that battlefield Let him die to you that he might live And then I pray You'll keep him from harm Oh, I pray Jesus Take him in your arms Take him in your arms Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So it's so it's tough. It's a, it's a tough thing to. Um, by the way, uh, Alaska is recommending more cow cowbells on that song. More cowbells. More yeah, cowbell. yeah. It's oh, everything's better with more cowbell. Absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> what was what was it like for Adam? Once you know, uh, you know, obviously something moved you very powerfully to write the song. That is also what moved me into this ministry. Yeah. Because, you know, my military experience was nothing compared to what I heard from him. Sure. And he's only telling me a small part of what he saw. Mm -hmm. He sent us home pictures. Um, he and his buddy standing on the front of a truck, all arm in arm and smiling. They look just as happy as they could be. And my wife and I are looking at this picture and we're thinking, he's doing okay. And then we realized what was in the truck that they were leaning on. Dead guys. Stacked eight foot high. Yeah. 
and just, you know, he said, that's how we dealt with it. Mm -hmm. They had to shove a lot of stuff down. Yeah. And you know what happens when you shove a lot of stuff down, eventually the seams are going to break, mm -hmm. you know, for sure. So, um, he came home and we had to deal with a lot of, uh, anger mm -hmm. and, um, he got himself involved with a lot of alcohol and a lot of drugs. So he got back into gang activity because of the camaraderie thing. You sure. know, when you were saying about the camaraderie, this is what I think drives a lot of these young men in, into those situations. And he did that for a while and, you know, he got locked up. He got in all kinds of trouble. And he called us one day and he says, you know, I don't deserve for you to be my family. And, and I, I don't even want to ask to come home because of what I've done. And, and the, you know, the old story of the prodigal son. And of course, mama starts to crying and she says, you come home now. And he came home and, uh, we just loved on him for a good while. Just met him where he was, didn't tell him what he needed to do or anything. And, uh, he now owns his own business and he's mm -hmm. living over in New Jersey and he uh, has a, I have, so I see he's I have still making mistakes. I have a grandson by him. Yeah. Yeah. He's still making bad choices, but at least he's he moved gonna, to Jersey. <laughs> got something wrong with him still. Well, yeah. So, you know, he's, but he's, he's got a full life. He's got yeah. a blessed awesome. life. Great job. And, and he's really, really got his head together, but that's what it takes. It takes loving these guys. Yeah. And that's our, that's our catchphrase now. Yeah. Loving our veterans one at a time. And that's what we want to do yeah. because that's what they need more than anything is understanding yeah. and someone to walk with them into their purpose for being here. Sure. You know, one of the first things as I say is if you're come, you're here and you're above the earth and you're walking around with us, God still has a purpose for you. Yeah. You're not done. You're not done till you leave here. And we talk to them and we listen and we try to get, uh, try to get to the, to that source of that purpose for sure. them. Sure. For who God created them to be. Here's one thing that I learned uh, going through it personally uh, on different occasions. Coming back from something rough, it. Uh, I have to turn. Yeah, okay. No, okay. no problem. Um, it. Uh, sometimes you just need the pressure to be off. You. You said something about Adam, your your wife, and you. You. You didn't tell him what to do. You just loved on him. Let him have his space a little bit. Mm -hmm. Let him kind of come to you and and uh, let him let him be ready. Yeah. And that's what I find myself personally. Uh, the, the pressure. I used to be able to handle a ton of pressure. Just bring it on. I actually was like, is that all you got? Yeah, right. But now it's really, really different because I have to look at things differently. And I have to say, hey, I need that pressure valve a little earlier, a lot earlier. I need to turn that and let some of that steam off earlier in the process because you're right. You burst at the seams. Mm. Um, now you're having a benefit and, and that is, tell me about this veterans benefit. What, what's this all about? Well, let me back up just a little bit. Hold on. Let me explain this for my audience that, that doesn't benefit means fundraiser. <laughs> you give money. It's Christian needs for fundraiser. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> no, it's uh, the, um, the thing that, that, that we do is, um, Right now, I, I have five different veterans in, in I got from from Pennsylvania down to down to Middletown, and and uh, you know I got I got one who who's just having a lot of trouble with an alcohol addiction. Mm -hmm. I've got one who's having a lot of trouble with loneliness. Mm -hmm. I got one who's in rehab in the in the Coatesville VA, and I minister with him every day. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a whole family down in Middletown. The, all these people were with us yesterday. Mm. Uh, they're down there. They started out. They were homeless, and I got a um, I got a phone call from someone who found a flyer from last year's country fair benefit, mm -hmm. and yeah, and said, "Hey, I've got a family, uh, a, a veteran family who's homeless. Can you help?" And I said, yeah, what do they need? She says, bicycles. I said, bicycles? She goes, yeah, because they've got three kids and they're getting kicked out of their apartment and they got jobs, but they lost this job because their car broke before to get another car. So if they had a, if they had two bicycles, they could do their different, different shifts to go to work so that someone would be home with the children all, during the day and, and at night. And I went down there and met them and I saw how they were living 
and I saw that they were getting thrown out. And there's a whole big story behind that. Our veterans, some of our veterans, especially our homeless veterans, are being so exploited oh, no that, doubt. you know, that that's something that, that raises the hair on the back of my maybe, maybe some Wednesday we'll have you on the Wednesday show. <laughs> okay. So talk about that. So all this is going on and I'm running from Pennsylvania to Middletown to, you know, here and there. And um, it gets it gets a little after a while. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And and when when a when a veteran comes up with a need like what we did for for the family is I didn't get them bicycles. We bought them a car mm -hmm. and put them on the road. They're still driving that car, by the way. We did this last last summer. They're still driving that car and they're keeping they're taking very good care of it. The husband just got a great job. Air Force veteran mm. got a great job with a construction company. He's making good money again. And uh, they're living with another couple who's a Vietnam veteran. And they're all in the house together right now. And they're getting in a position where they're going to be able to go find their own place here soon. Let me, let me, let me. So we do, we're doing all of that. So you got to tell where we're, this thing we're is. Gonna, we're going to throw this benefit to help to fund things like helping them get a car yeah. or helping them get an apartment sure. or helping them move or furnishing their apartments or to do these things. So on March 11th, Saturday, Thank you. Saturday, March 11th, coming up in just a few weeks, we're throwing this fundraiser. We want to sponsor all of our veterans. We've got 15, between 15 and 20 of them that we want to sponsor tickets for. We've got some of them already sponsored, which is, you know, yay God. And we're raising money to, First of all, Troubadour Ministry is going independent, 501c3. So we're gonna we got to get that happening because that opens more doors for us. Um, more churches will talk to us because we're not affiliated with any one church. We are part of the whole church. Somebody say amen. amen. There you go. And and then at that point, then we have some money in the bank ready to go. Mm -hmm. And we have some needs out there. We have a few needs out there. How do they get your tickets? Well, let's see. You can go on the Facebook, Troubadour Ministry. I'm glad somebody else says the Facebook. That's the actual title, by the way. Yeah. My son says I'm old, but that is actually what's called. So the you Facebook. can go Troubadour so Ministry. Troubadour Ministry. There's Facebook. a donate button right there. It'll take you to our PayPal. Okay. Uh, very account. safe. And then. Uh, so, so if they're from, like we have people from Alaska to all over. If people are listening uh, and they they obviously can't come to this, but what they could do they could sponsor a veteran. They could sponsor a veteran, mm -hmm. yeah, or two, or three, or five. Twenty dollars, twenty dollars. Is that's how much the dinner? We're going to have a beautiful dinner. A uh, big D from the well is going to bring his pulled pork and his barbecue chicken. We got volunteers from different churches that are bringing desserts and sides. We're going to have a great big buffet. We're you know, also, church people can eat, and church people can eat. Well, that's that's the that's what they do. You know? That's what we do. You can you can always yeah. tell what church they're from too. If they bring a crock pot, they're probably Baptist. And <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Anyway, we're we're throwing all of that together. We're going to have a silent auction. There's going to be theme baskets there that several people have have uh, offered to put up there. Um, of course, there will be a free will offering for the band and uh, and etc. So you're playing. I'm going to play some. Who's the band? The band, and I'm proud to say, is a good friend of mine who used to play lead guitar for the Prisoners of Love, which was my band several mm -hmm. years ago. He is an awesome guitar player, awesome singer. His wife is just, I mean, she can, she can she build can it win. out. Oh my gosh! And he's putting the band together. Dave Duncan from oh, I've heard of him. Yeah, from Love of Christ yeah. Church, and they're putting the band together. And I'm going to do a couple numbers with them, and then they're going to hey, play. Can you remember to bring your harmonica? Yeah, absolutely. I'm absolutely. just saying. Yeah. I'm just reminding you. As a yeah. Friend. So, so uh, March 11th. <laughs> no offense. Mm -hmm. March 11th, uh, and it's at the Hillcrest Fellowship Hall, uh, Hillcrest Belfont UMC on the corner of Marsh and Hillcrest Road. Easy to find. I'll be there. Yeah. Doors open at 5:30. Food served at six. You got to have a ticket to get gotta in. Got to have a ticket to get in because we're, we're bikers for Christ. will be standing at the door. I got you. Bankers for Christ will be taking tickets that night. Bikers, bikers. So yeah. Okay. So we have an offer for uh Uncle Sam's uh is a band and and uh an offer to play a set at uh at the fundraiser. Um for free, obviously. Um 
they're mainlining at the Delaware Festival on March 18th. So I wish they would reach out to me. Um, they will. They because are. we're going to have another one in in July. Yeah. And I would love to talk to them about that. Yeah, one. we'll get it. We'll make we got the music lined up for this one. Yeah. But come. Yeah. Come. Yeah. Come and meet. So, come so okay. Meet. So, yes. So you, you mentioned something about loneliness. Uh, one guy's dealing with loneliness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people where everything has kind of gone really smoothly in their lives. Maybe they, you know, they came from a solid family. They had a lot of uh, backup. That's one of my things. That's one of my rules. Mm -hmm. You got to have my back. If you're my family, even if I could be possibly wrong, like in my family, here's how it goes. Uh, my brothers, they might've done something wrong, but if we're going to throw down, we're throwing down. And then afterwards we say, Hey, you messed and, up. Yeah. So you know, you were wrong, right? <laughs> this black guy is your yeah. fault. <laughs> yeah. But, but there ain't no way I'm gonna let you be in the middle of something and not be in it with you. There you go. But, but then the loneliness comes on when, and we, we talked about this before the camaraderie of being in the military during war. And now we're going to always be at war because of terrorism. But, you know, it, just being being in that place is such a different experience than being. And, and those same people might push everyone away that hasn't had that experience. They may not realize they're pushing everyone away, but in some respects, they're doing it for those other people, non-military people for their own good, hmm. because they could never hear. Oh yeah, yeah. We we stood up and posed uh, for a picture on this truck. We killed all those guys. We found we found all those bodies, or they were blown up, or you know, airstrike or whatever. Mm. And we were you know a hundred feet away when when the uh, mortar hit and they blew themselves up, or one of the guys blew themselves up and killed them. You know, you don't see this. Or hey, I was right next to my buddy. We were we even went to boot camp together, <clears throat> and we ended up going everywhere together. And you know what? He ended up getting killed. I was right next to him. He ended up getting killed. Yeah. Nobody's going to understand that hadn't been through it. Mm -hmm. No, there's no way we can understand that. So, so I, I guess maybe it's important. Let's see here. We, we, we got some time left. No, we don't have time, do we? No, how much time we got? Uh, we got till 630, right? Yes. Perfect. So, what we have, what we have is a situation where somebody is lonely. Thank you. Somebody is lonely and they, man, they just, who do they go to when they're this lonely? Who do they go to? And, and, and the loneliness is in the dark of night when you wouldn't think uh, somebody who has been through combat would ever hate the nighttime, but they do. And they're all alone. The person you go to is God, but in somehow or another, the government's never going to tell that story. I have the sense this administration is going to be gloves off when it comes to religion, which thank God. Amen. Um, Amen. Because, you know, they're not allowed to say, you know, in the name of Jesus, you're not allowed to say in the name of Jesus, you're not allowed to uh, a guy's, you know, they're taking that right away from the chaplains. They took it right away from the chaplains. The, the Muslim guys, Muslim chaplains, they can say anything they want anything they want the christians and the jews can't and uh president trump is done with that he is through with that so uh he was appalled. hey when he when he was <laughs> told that uh, uh a buddy of mine is on him he's uh, yeah. he's one of his secret service guys he was on him and he made the guy tell him three times he said well wait, wait. you're telling me that in our military an army chaplain or a navy chaplain can't if a guy's laying there dying, can't, you know, pray with him for salvation, can't tell him about, you're kidding me. Now, we've had lots and lots of, lots of leaders who claimed to be religious and they could sound like it. This guy doesn't sound like it at all. But when it comes down to the brass tacks, he doesn't. And it ain't always pretty. And I love that. Mm -hmm. I high five imaginary people in my house all the time when he gets on there and starts talking. But uh, so he's bringing that back. But you know what? It, it organizations like Troubadour Ministries, so important because then you can do it. You can be gloves off, Bible you out. You, you can say, hey, buddy, there's there's something out there that loves you. There's someone out there that loves you that doesn't care. You know, hey, 
you went down a wrong path, no doubt about it. We can't lie about it. We're not mm-hmm. going to get better if we don't. But the fact of the matter is, is he covers all your sins. Mm-hmm. He keeps your tears in a bottle. And we're all in the same boat together. We are in the mm-hmm. same boat. <laughs> so what can you do? Are there any limitations as to how you deal with veterans when it comes to faith? Like, how would that discussion start? I guess that's an important thing. You know, usually I wait for an opening. I don't try to to force that on anybody or mm-hmm. or pound the Bible in their face and say, this is what you got to do, because you know what? I'm about to get my face pounded if I do that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the fact is, is that if you just listen to these men and listen to listen to their stories and listen to their their heart, mm-hmm. they're going to open the door for you to say, hey. Do you know Jesus? Mm-hmm. And that's a good way to right do you there. Fi- do you find they're receptive? You, yeah. 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 Well, I know I've tried. I, I'm not religious and all. I don't go to church and all. That's not what I'm talking about. Or, or not, I went to church one time. They told me my hair was too long. Well, and that's the thing, you know, yeah. but it's this is not about religion. This is mm-hmm. not about, you know, a set of rules of do's and don'ts. It's not about that. It's about a relationship with your creator and the fact that, Everything and anything that we've done in our life can be forgiven. Mm-hmm. We can be healed and we can be whole again. And this is what we want to give them. This mm-hmm. is what we want to share with them. Mm-hmm. And and it, it ain't easy. Mm-mm. It ain't easy. No. But it's worth doing because when the lights come on, there's no, no greater blessing to me than when I see the lights come on and they receive their salvation. Mm. Or when they when they start to understand and start asking the questions, what do I need to do? Or they ask for a Bible. I love oh, that. they! I love that. Can and, I get me a Bible? And I keep a great big old bag of them in my trunk. So thanks I'm, to I'm somebody ready. in the back, I yeah. have a case in my trunk. Yeah, yeah, okay. And that's that's where they come from. Yeah. So you know, we're ready for that. We're yeah. always ready for that. Amen. And always, always ask, how can we pray for you? Mm-hmm. How can I we pray that. for you? Love that. You know, so uh, can you play us another song or you only know just the one? That's the only one I know. No, <laughs> no I can, I can rap. Let me play. I don't have my capo, so I'll have to sing it in a lower key. But I want, I want to do this. This is one that um, I lived in Tennessee for 24 years. Right. And when God called me, here That's we go again. Country right here, there, though. Yeah, it is. It is. But you know what? He sent me back here after 24 years down there. Mm. He, it took that long for him to strengthen me enough to come up here and minister. <laughs> Let me tell you, it's a different world. It's a, yeah. Hey, listen, folks, if you've never lived in the South, I've lived in the South for a long time. And, and I can tell you there's a church on every corner. And and when you wake up on Sunday morning, I don't care where you were Saturday night, it just is expected that you. nobody has to say, now you going to go to church? No. No. It's, what church are you going to? Yeah, folks get up. <laughs> Folks get up and they go. It's That's just it. their it's their life. And and uh, I can tell you as a military guy, I remember being in Tennessee on a military base. And I remember and it's hard for me to tell the story without crying. So I'll try it today. Um, a fellow named Jewel Martin. It was Easter Sunday of all Sundays. Now, I had just gotten back from being somewhere else and had no sleep in probably, I don't know, 23, 25 hours, somewhere in that neighborhood. And I have to tell you. I was like, oh, man, it's Easter Sunday. I can't believe I'm not in church, but I'm hungry. And so I got up and I went to the chow hall and all the way back to the parking lot was a blue and white, most gaudy blue. I'm not kidding you, blue and white. And I couldn't make out exactly what it said on it, but I knew it was a church because only a church would paint their bus like that. And there was a little tiny guy, gray haired guy, and he was going like this. Radio (laughs) audience can't see. I could barely see him. He's far. I mean, they made him park far. You know, he wasn't allowed to be up Mm -hmm. there, but he was just going like this. Come hither. Well, so I I was like, I ain't see nothing. I'm going in, get me some breakfast. Mm -hmm. So I went in and had my six, seven eggs. I did, believe it or not. Six or seven eggs because Marine Corps, they know how to feed you. Mm -hmm. And so they'd see me coming. They'd be like, this boy needs to eat. So I would go in and I shoveled my food. And I thought, well, he's going to be gone. Now, remember, I was raised up in church. I came out, that gummit, that man was still there. And there he was with that wave, just so gentle. So I said, I don't want to be rude to an older, older man. So I went ahead and walked over there and he is this the sweetest man. Oh my gosh. Uh, literally, I thought he was an angel. And so maybe he was. Yeah, maybe he was. He mm-hmm. he and he was a retired military guy and worked in the USO and 
and all this. And he said, uh, hey, sailor, uh, how you doing today? And I said, I'm all right, sir. How are you? He said, well, happy Easter. I said, happy Easter to you, sir. He said, won't you let me carry you to church? That's how what they say down yes, south yes. is, won't you let me carry you? Mm -hmm. I'm going to carry, where, where did y'all go? Well, we carried mom over to the store. Mm -hmm. uh, so he said, won't you let me carry you to church on this bus here? And I said, oh, I can't do it. Can't do it because by the time church would be over, I'd miss chow hall. You know, I'd miss lunch. And I, I hadn't eaten, literally. In you said seven eggs. Yeah, I know, but that was nothing. <laughs> I hadn't had anything to eat for like a day and a half. Two days. Oh, okay. So I, uh, so he knew my objection. He was prepared for it. He said, how long has it been since you've had a home cooked meal? I said, Oof, man, I don't even know. Long time. He said, you know what? Those church ladies can cook. We have a big old kitchen. We have a gym. We have a nice dining room. You come up in there, they're going to give you some food you didn't never have before in your life. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, just ruined my last objection. Excuse, yeah. And he said, you know what? At the end, we'll carry you back. Don't worry about it. And he said, if you want, you play basketball. Uh, so I said, okay. I'll have to eat all that. Yeah, well, trust me. I made it happen. <laughs> so we go in there, and I felt so much love around me. Yeah. But this is this is how it is in the South. It's so different. You know, you just... You don't you just don't know it until you've lived there and you experience it. So to, to be in churches is but now when you come up here, it's way different up in the north. It's it's way, way different. And the other crazy thing is this talk like we're doing. That's nor that doesn't normally happen up north. I know. It's just it's just not like that. And so it's tough because when you have a veteran, a homeless veteran, who is from far away maybe maybe they live down south but they can't live down south they burnt too many bridges they come up here and then it's something that when they come up here you're you're a jewel martin waving your hand saying come on come on buddy we're not going to judge you hmm. just come on yeah go ahead and play yeah. your thing what's well, this song this is a song my wife and i wrote just before we moved out of tennessee to come up here and it's called from where i stand I can see you rain I can see you shine I can see your majesty when I open my eyes And I can feel your love And I can feel your touch So tell me, Lord, how you love me that much Because from where I stand I can see the cross And from where I stand I see the shadows fall and from where I stand I'm a man who drove those nails through your hands You took my place from where I stand I can hear your voice Yes, I can hear your voice I can read your word today and still be the sinner of my choice. But then I see you smile through your broken heart. Oh Lord, you died for me, and that just tears me apart. Because from where I stand, I can see the cross. Where I stand, I see the shadows fall. Where I stand, I'm the man who drove those nails through your hands. You took my place from where I stand. It's only by your grace, God's perfect gift, 
Guitar's been around. I mean, Troubadour travels and sings <laughs> and plays. Yes, it's what um, what 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 what's did you did you have you been in some gang fights with that guitar? Or? <clears throat> no, no, I just defended myself. I hear you. You, know. you get what you got to do. <laughs> some folks, uh, some folks were saying um, that it sounds like a twelve string when it's, when you're playing. That's because I hadn't cut my fingernails. I hear you. Know, I hear so. you. <laughs> sounds good, man. I love it. I love it. My buddy Steve. Steve would normally be here. Hey, to Bonnie and Steve, we're praying for you to feel better. We miss you. Steve usually brings his violin, which can occasionally uh, morph into a fiddle. Ah, that boy yeah. can play. Oh, we have yeah, some good yeah, singing yeah. and worship here. He, he needs but, to introduce us. Oh yeah. Well, he's he's in that band that was good, would be. Playing. Oh really? Yeah, he's awesome. Okay. Um, you will introduce. Us. Yeah, he's yeah, okay. he's awesome. And. Uh, <laughs> But uh, it is. That sounds really good, and you play it really well. So the Veterans Appreciation Banquet and Fundraiser, March 11th. Yes, Saturday. Uh, Saturday, doors open at 5.30, food served at 6. Uh, it's in North Wilmington, Hillcrest, Belfont, UMC, on the corner of Marsh and Hillcrest Road in Wilmington, Delaware. And don't worry, people, that if you're from New Jersey, uh, Pennsylvania, wherever, uh, and you're close enough to drive, um, you know, you're not in the city of Wilmington. You know, people worry about that. They hear Wilmington, they see the news, and they say, "Good lands. Do I have to? Do I need a combat guitar or something?" Now, if you <clears> buy a ticket, you're coming from out of town, and it's too late to send them to you in the mail. We will put your name on a list, and your ticket will be waiting for awesome. you. Okay, awesome. we can do that too, right? Thanks to Sean and, and Angie, they they take care of that kind of stuff for yeah, me. They're awesome. I'm technically challenged. Let me tell you, you know, those two, those two are amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. So uh, we only have just a couple of minutes left, but I'm wondering um, where does the ministry go from here? Uh, I'm a I, good I, I, question. So where wh where does it go from here? The website, yeah. Well, I tell you what what we're doing right now is we're really in a in a learning curve with with our veterans. We're seeing what's going on in the local shelters and what's going on at the VA, and I. I believe that here we go again. God gave me a vision a couple of years ago amen, amen. that the the best way to handle this is in, in not in not even my opinion. This is what I was shown. Veterans relate to veterans on a on a level that none of us can understand. Yeah. Okay. Especially your 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 um, war veterans. Mm -hmm. And what better way to minister or to help you know ministers of christianese for for helping and and uh, pouring into their lives than to put them in a community where they're around other veterans right men women children families um and the vision that i have is a is a campus basically with different types of housing because some will be transitional some will be permanent and some will be semi-permanent. There will be families. There will be single men. There will be single women. And of course, you know, that all brings its own challenges on how we work this out. We're in the planning stages right now. We're looking at this and we're talking to some people. We actually have, uh, have started to get some interest in, in, uh, in some areas where I've never delved before. And, uh, um, where there'll be money available to make this happen. Mm -hmm. And I'm trusting God that if he tells me something, he's going to bring it to pass. Mm -hmm. 
Okay. I don't know when, I don't know how, mm -hmm. I don't care. All I know is that each day I'm going to take the steps that he will allow me to take to help these veterans and to move forward into this vision that he's given me. So that's where we go from here. Awesome. You know, as much as you did a minute ago, right? No, no. I <laughs> hey, Troubadours for Jesus. Can you play us out with that? You can do that or it's on, it's on a recording. Can you so play it? I, I can. Folks are really wanting you to play it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Make sure you You're getting requests. Let's see if I can remember all the words. To TroubadourMinistry.org. 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 And it's ministry. And spell Troubadour right because everybody spells it wrong. So I can't find your website. T-R-O-U. Here's how you remember it. Trouble. Oh. And those who know me know why I say that. T-R-O-U-B. Trouble. Okay. T-R-O-U-B. A-D. Bad. B-A-D. Okay. Bad trouble. Okay. This is how you spell it. O-U-R. O-U-R trouble. You're bad. O-U-R trouble. Bad trouble. There you go. Okay. <laughs> but that's how you, that's how I remember how to spell it because I've been guilty. Yeah, there's like a lot of U's in there. There's a lot of U's in there. Yeah. It's all about you. Jesus. So play us out. We appreciate you. Ray Siemens. And it's ministry. ministry. Single. Ministry. ministry. I probably made it ministry. ministry. It's okay. It happens a lot. It happens a lot. And I, and I sometimes I wish I'd done it that way. But, you know. This is Troubadour for Jesus. Troubadour for Jesus. Awesome. Let it, it goes something like this. He slips out to the front porch and looks up at the stars and thinks back all the good years he's been given he's grateful for the life he's lived though sometimes it's been hard fending for his daughter's fair a faithful wife all he ever wanted was to be a troubadour for Jesus let everybody know that's why I want you to do the recording. But isn't that a great thing about lives? Because here's the thing. Being a true believer for Jesus has brought us here, brought us together. So I'm going to try this again, okay? We have time? He's seen the damage in a life of addiction. And he's seen the wreckage of a life out of control. But he's seen the light and the resurrection. He understands how Lazarus was raised to life. All he ever wanted was to be a troubadour for Jesus and let everybody know about the good news. A life everlasting to be lived together with the man who died for me and you. Listen to the radio, you won't hear him. Watch it on the TV, he's not there. Read it in the news today, you won't see a word. But he's headed home to be with God. Somewhere over the rainbow, somewhere over the sea, somewhere over the mountains, through the door has been set free. Listen to the radio. 
watch it on the TV. He's not there. Read it in the news today. You won't see a word. Because he's headed home to be with God. Now he's on the road to be with God. has come home. If you want to hear it right, get the CD. Where can they get the CD? TroubadourMinistry.org. Go for it. Join us next time for Sundays with Dr. Sean. And please follow this show and the Collision of Faith and Politics radio show during the week at www dot blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor and follow dr sean on twitter at the ninja pastor and on facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash god in country radio and check out all the free messages archive shows and buy dr sean's critically acclaimed book excellence killed the church how mediocrity is destroying america at www drshawngreener.com Join us during the week. And in the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining us in this fight.